With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Season 1, Episode 8 is over, but we're just getting started. My name is Grace. We're here to chat about the key. We're here to chat about Episode 8 specifically, and maybe our thoughts on 1899 as a whole. I am, of course, not alone. First, someone uh, who found uh, where to put the, the right key. Changed, changed which pyramid uh, was the real one. It's DM Philly. Philly, how you doing? It's me. I am vindicated. I am a star man. <laughs> Star a pretty eyes. epic song for the finale, I guess. It say. was so good. Yeah. The needle drops have been so good throughout, but this one especially sent me. You gotta love some Bowie. Yeah. And, of course, uh, someone who uh, we keep going back and forth injecting, injecting white and black substances into our next. Ariel. Ariel, how are you doing? <laughs> so foul. <laughs> it's pretty foul. It's pretty I'm foul. very yeah. well. I am doing Do you want to put the well. white substance into me or the black substance? Which one do you I want? was trying to I went back and watched it and I was trying to remember which was which and then I was like, whatever. It's it's just like backgammon. It kind of doesn't matter. Henry doesn't puts a matter. white substance into Elliot and and then Maura puts a black substance into into Elliot. They're mm-hmm. Just manifestations of the code. They're just representations That's that right. have uh, no true. actual objective reality. So you guys are fine. Yeah. Teresa right. injects herself yeah. up the stairs, Teresa injects herself down the stairs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did it. The key. This is it. The season, uh, the season finale. We're all cut up with everybody. Uh, Rich, what do you, what do you think? 
I really liked it. I've been surprised um, now that like we've wrapped it all up. Um, we're able to finally Google search a little bit safely. Yes. And so I've been scouring around and digging around a little bit to see what the vibes people had. And they seem a little bit let down as though um, the mystery was not mysterious enough in the end. And, and uh, I'm speaking very generally here, but I was really taken with it. I think we talked about this in the episode seven coverage that this is about the journey, not the destination part of what we love about dark no spoilers is that it's pretty clear uh early on what's going on and it's really about taking apart the kind of emotional complexity for all the people involved and we'll get into all the details uh in terms of our investment and our satisfaction with this conclusion but i loved it um i loved a lot of the symbolism i love a lot of the questions that i'm left with and i really am taken with so many of the performances we got across episode eight what do you think ariel i was worried going into it like you know mm -hmm. i think we had spoken at length to varying degrees about you know sticking the landing and how much it was going to matter and um obviously in a finale or you're looking for certain things or at least expecting certain things hoping for certain things i really really liked it like i thought that and and we'll get into like our season thoughts as a whole i think organically as we go through it but to end on this point and to get like what I had hoped for, I think I talked a little bit about it in the last episode of like solid information, but also like something that would take us that would like open the world, push us further, you know, kind of give us an indication as to what season two will be. I thought it was incredible. And honestly, the thing that's the thing that saved the season for me all in was like, once we got, uh, my friend Daniel Salace in the mix, like more, more uh, prevalently. Uh, I have to call out the actor Anurin Barnard. Like mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's for my money. He was like the best thing about the season. Like the emotional, mm -hmm. I, I watched that season back or excuse me, that scene back with him and Mora towards the very end where like he's, mm -hmm. he starts to talk to her and like, anytime you're kind of half crying and being emotional, you have my attention. But like, I just thought he knocked it out of the park and, I'm really happy with where we ended up in the season and I have like nits to pick of the season overall, but I think this ending point I'm very happy with. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I really, I really liked it. I think that there's part of me that I, I think I had to at some point be like, okay, we're not actually, this is not like a period piece and that's, that's fine. The show was advertised as a sci-fi show. And by the end of the episode, this is big sci-fi. We are on a spaceship hurtling through space. It's gigantic. It's humongous. They're all like trapped in the simulation. Um, and again, I think that, you know, we, we've, we've said this before. I've tried to, 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 to burn, but like dark is a time travel show and it's not like there aren't other time travel shows that have existed. And so this is a simulation sci-fi show. And I very much trust these creators to be able to make it work. You, Rich, you, you keep, saying it every time i'm like kind of like you know i don't the premise you know the premise and then you're like give it the character work and i agree to like sort of round your two points together is that yeah daniel probably i think is one of the best actors i i would like more ike i think i just i really love andreas peachman and i'm super intrigued with that i think that this a little bit debunks maybe my theories about like you know are they all um figments of her imagination they all seemingly seem seem real um mm -hmm. uh, they're all stuck in the simulation uh, with her and so i am happy that presumably you know jerome wasn't fighting in the french foreign legion if it's 2099 
Um, but what is the actual, like, what are the actual like trauma things that have happened to them? How I'm excited to see all of this stuff uh, unfold. Cause I think one of the things, I think I saw this in the discord. I can't attribute the person's name, but one of the big things, and I said this earlier, and it's one of the things that stuck with me about Dr. Amanda's point on severance was that you do need something to be true and to be able to hold on to some truth. And as you're watching it, like you can pull the rug out from under us, but there still needs to be a piece of that that's true for those twists to work. And so what I'm really excited for looking into season two is like, how is Ling Yi's story still true, even if it's not about her being a geisha in 1899. How is Jerome's story still true, even if he's not a member of the French Foreign Legion in 1899? These are the things that I'll be excited to see moving forward that like, yeah, when I see them all, when she's circling in the ship, I'm like, okay, fun. This is going to be really fun. So I thought the episode had enough. Uh, uh, I did re need to rewatch it to like understand some of the exact stuff that was happening, which I will be honest, felt very dark. So I was like, ah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm, very, <laughs> I'm so confused right uh -huh. now. Like you did what to the what? You uh -huh. what? The things are what? It's just code. Okay, sure. And then I need to rewatch it to like understand. Um, so that's fun while also opening up the door. And to be honest, like, um, you know, if, if this is it, I will be sad, but also I think it does work as a one, as a, uh, as a one season. So, yeah. We're going to talk details obviously, but can I just ask like the big giant question right now, right off the gate, is the mm -hmm. spaceship real or is it another simulation? Oh God. I see. I mean, it definitely could be, it definitely could be, but I feel like, I don't know. What do you think arrow? Cause part of me is like, we already got the fact that like, Henry, uh, Henry in his room is also a simulation. So like, that's where we already got. So like, yes, a hundred percent for sure. It could be every episode will end. It's like, it's actually 30 99. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but it's I don't know. But again, you, yeah. this is, and again, the show can make it work, but this is some of the, like, at some point you need to ground yourself in the show. And if, if for a three season arc, I don't, I guess I could see them doing one more, like, oh, the spaceship is a simulation. Yeah. But, and again, I don't want to critique what's not, what's not there. Three ships. Right. Yeah. Three ships. I, yeah. Three what other realities. type of ship, Ariel? Because we I know, I know. Person. I was like, if this is Prometheus, I guess underwater, but a like, relationship. That feels... <laughs> that's, a, I mean, that's it. It's love. Hop, at the end. That's you know what? The oh, line that one. breaks through the code, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The leadership. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that makes leadership. me even more sad. Um, yeah, I think to that point, I, and, and to the point that you brought up grace about like needing something, I, I think the show absolutely can and might, you know, somehow figure out a way to make space fake, but I think it's really hard to throw around the, the, sh That's a the real show Dr. if it Amanda does take that, that, right? That, like, oh, God, I hope yeah. space is fake because I hate space. Somebody yes. called Dr. <laughs> yeah, don't tell Dr. Amanda to watch the show, actually. <laughs> um, I think that it's really hard. It would be really hard, and the show would paint itself into a very unfortunate corner if it's throwing around the world. Re the, if it's throwing around the word reality here in the finale and not really, in some way at least, if not like capital R reality, some version of reality, it's really dangerous. Like you can't, you can't keep doing that to people because then it's like, what do we, and this is what you're getting at exactly, Grace. Like, what are we even hanging on to here as, as anything 
emotionally, you know, uh, logically, if this isn't real, but you know, we, we know enough to know that we should at least be doubting that it could be not real. I mean, especially the note on the computer screen, and I don't mean to get the cart in front of the horse, but the may your reality it. kick in yeah. before your coffee does, you know, it feels very like, okay, we're on another ship, we'll do it again. And I can see a world uh, to my baseless speculation of episode seven, I can easily see a world where season two is us running through two, three, four, five simulations, right? In a much faster pace where we're beginning to understand like the implicit baseline truth that you're talking about, Grace, is in Maura, the notion that Mora has a brother and a father and a son and a husband and has created the simulation the truths are rooted in the character less so than the the setting right and the the like physical space around them so this is like the big lingering question that i have that i think very fairly to the, the points that both of you are making runs the risk of like robbing some power from the narrative right i think a lot of people did come out of the other side of this like how can i be invested in these characters if nothing they experienced is real but i think the emotional truth that you're talking about grace that's what excites me right how, how yeah, what's is, the emotional truth behind ramiro and angel killing a priest like what's how the is that authentic the yeah. yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, just a reminder, posterrecaps.com slash 1899. Uh, please subscribe because we will have one more show. We're going to have a feedback show. Please send in your feedback, uh, perhaps your season two theories, your overall thoughts on season one, uh, things you're excited about. Um, maybe we'll do some, we've been doing a lot of superlatives here uh, for a year in review. Maybe we can do some of, uh, of those. So send those in to us. Uh, I'm at High From Grace, uh, at that other Ariel, at DM Philly, grace at posterrecaps.com, or you can send it in the Discord. Um, and, and subscribe to that feed because we will be launching into our dark rewatch i already know there are some people who are like oh yeah okay i'll watch all of dark before you start so it's very <laughs> exciting i'm so ex i'm excited for the, that journey that those people are on right now i hope it's you uh if you're re-watching it or if you're excited to sort of like uh just revisit it through the form of the podcast very excited because our 1899 feed will turn into our dark rewatch feed in uh, uh about two weeks time um let me give a brief recap so moira ike jerome clements ramiro tove lingy virginia they all do have letters. They all pull out letters. Rich, I don't know if I like injected this, uh, incepted myself. I don't know how. Maybe I watched four minutes ahead uh, like Ariel. But they all have letters uh, telling them to board the Cerberus. Mora tells them they're in a simulation and that she admits who her father is. And they all leave. Uh, they run through the ship. The ship uh, has the um, glitchy black substance. Uh, Mora and Ike travel through the shaft in Daniel's room. Mora um, and Ike break down a wall and enter a series of portals. Uh, Henry injects Elliot with the white substance, updocking the memory in which Moira injects Hen or Elliot with the black substance, despite Daniel telling to let him go. Daniel hacks the simulation, changes the code, causing many disruptions. The rest of the survivors escape, uh, but they teleport into each other's backgrounds before ending up back on the ship. Moira and Ike run into Sebastian. Sebastian incapacitates Ike and then takes Moira to Henry. She does give him the key. Henry tells Moira that she's actually the creator. Henry uses the key to try and end the simulation that he is also stuck in, but Daniel has changed the code and it does not work. The simulation ends. Moore is reunited with Daniel, who tells her that Kieran took over the program. Daniel gives her the new pyramid, the toy pyramid, telling her he'll always be there. And she puts the ring in and she wakes up on the Prometheus, surrounded by the others stuck in the simulation. And she sees the computer terminal, which tells her it's October 19th, 2099. And she sees a message from Kieran saying, welcome to your reality. Where should we start, Rich? 
Uh, it's a total non sequitur, Grace, but as you were recounting all of that, a ladybug just dropped out of the ceiling oh. and landed right on my nose. And that's a type of beetle oh. which really frightens me because mm-hmm. I'm afraid that I might be trapped in a simulation. Um, may I, like, again, just like circle back to the back end to start of like where yeah. I'm really interested in is this like reality of what these folks have gone through, like um, the clocking the people in all of the docks as Mora's waking up and like who is there, who is in that room, and who is not in that room very notably elliot daniel uh henry these are people that are like not in that circle right it's all the like list of the crew that we had that got all these letters and i think it's really interesting that like mora a lot of the folks with the letters have letters that are not addressed to them um and one of the things that like really stood out to me ariel is that crester uh is like not scarred is like completely whole and intact he seems to have not suffered this physical trauma so as we go to the point of like how much of these memories that they saw are real Mm -hmm. and what even is the function of this simulation these are all the questions that are lingering with me ariel as to like gosh like i don't even know what to think about that and i realize this is very big and open-ended but that's the stuff that my head has been lingering on the most since we've left this episode yeah, one thing I had to go back to was like watch that ending and and specifically not just like the the logistics of everything that happens, but like I wanted to clock who she was staring at, like on yes. the ship and how, you know, because at first I was like, oh, I guess Tove isn't there. I guess Crester isn't there. And then I realized I was like, oh, wait, Crester might not have the thing on his face. And, you know, like what you're saying. I think possibly, you know, one of the things I think one of us said this, uh, they could be measuring is like, you know, trauma response, the way people deal with stuff, you know, the power of the mind, all that stuff. So I think the and in this episode, they do. Uh, what's his name? Not Harold. Uh, Morris father. Um, Henry. Henry. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, he he taught he, when he's speaking to the boy. He's when he's speaking to Elliot, he's like. You know, even if you don't remember it, the body does, you know, getting at the way that people react to trauma, like you're you're you having a physical, physical yep. uh, response. I think um, it would make sense that they could implant memories, you know, traumatic memories and your brain interprets it a certain way. And again, your body does the rest. So I, I to me, it has something to do with that, the way like the brain, the, as to the thing that they're measuring to your question, something about what the brain is capable of when it is challenged. And we know one of the way the one of the ways, the major ways the brain is challenged is through trauma. Uh, can I also ask, did you guys see the back of Maura's neck? when we get the shot out the porthole as the camera like zooms in on her, when she first gets to look out the window in the space, she's got a little tattoo at the baseline of her hair. That's an upside down triangle with a line symbol, which is the earth symbol of alchemy, which feels very poignant. If in fact, they are not on earth or they are some, you know, pilgrims leaving earth. And there is a reality to them being in space. This callback to earth feels notable, but the fact that she also has this tattoo and that we close out the final shot of season one with the reverse zoom into her eye, where we've been opening mm-hmm. all these episodes, pulling out away from the eye. That's what kind of leads me back to the like, Oh God, is it a simulation again? Uh, what's going on here? I'm so perplexed by everything we kind of saw at the end, Grace. I don't even know what to think of all of it um yeah did did we not see daniel wasn't in the in the panel daniel is not in the like final chamber of rooms nor is elliot nor is henry 
I and I have a theory as to why specifically. Yeah, I mean, I, so certainly the fact that like she is experimenting on Elliot and trying to keep Elliot alive, I, I think pretty much I think confirms the fact that like Elliot is dead and that uh, Daniel and and Daniel trying to be like you know the one being like just let him go, please stop experimenting. Um, uh, is I think full on confirmation that Elliot does not actually exist anymore. Um, yeah, and so as we do get the reveal that she is the creator, she's the one who took over the simulation and that it's Kieran who takes it over. What I think now I'm trying to figure out is, okay, so we had all these ideas about why is, what is Henry trying to unlock? He's trying to unlock uh, t trauma and brain power and all this stuff. And now I'm thinking, so if we, if we set ourselves in, what does a grieving mother, why does she make a simulation? Which is, uh, and, and not just a simulation, but but essentially an experiment, right? And um, so she is trying to essentially save her child, some memory of her child. I think that that's really interesting. I think, like, just as a, uh, it's not entirely new. Errol, you and I watched a, a movie where I think I said that that was my favorite part of the movie, where this woman is in a simulation and she chooses to stay in it because it's the only... Uh, reality mm -hmm. where she gets to live with her kids. Big black and, mirror vibes a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I love that. But like if she if that's a thing that happened, how does she end up making so because she doesn't rem she so does she not remember Elliot because Kieran has now taken it over and is like is is affecting her uh memory in a way that he does not want her to remember or has she set up this experiment a simulation like what is the thing that when she built it she's trying to get out of experimenting on these on these people is now the question that i'm asking as we know that more is the creator and then you add in this extra layer where okay and now that kieran's taking it taking it over what does he think he can get out of using the simulation the, ex the experiment right can i say um, the one crazy thing that really makes this even more complicated as mm -hmm. we've been tracking Please. names all along mora the star of the sea which feels really fun that she's literally in a sea of yeah. stars in yes. space that's great yes. uh kieran have we looked up the name kieran yet because it means little dark one or little dark haired oh. one oh, and yeah. so he's just I a don't little think one it's her son at all elliot is kieran and I Daniel is Kieran. is Kieran. I think Daniel might be Kieran. I think that this notion that Ariel just touched on that. Didn't they kiss? Henry Didn't they kiss? Sick. Yes, but, but there's yeah, like but all Luke memories. And Leia. It's all these memories. But Luke and Leia. And Leia. You can't <laughs> always use that excuse, Ariel. You can't always say, but Luke and Leia. You can. I'm here to say you can. <laughs> you can. Um, I, I, I don't mean to like overcomplicate the notion. No, no, no. You should. You should. When, you absolutely I know should I complicate should, the notion. Which is why yeah. I'm doing it. When Henry is talking, to Elliot about the fact that the body remembers, no matter how hard you try for the mind to forget the memories, the body remembers. And then we have Mora talking to Ike who keeps saying, why don't I feel anything? Why, mm -hmm. These pictures, I see them. Why don't I feel anything? Uh, this child, why don't I feel anything? She clearly feels things when she's with Ike. And I don't mean to like be rooting down Daniel Salace, but I still do not trust him. I do not believe him. I do not believe everything that he is telling Mora or us. And, and going back to like Anker and Tove kind of drowning together. And I made the kind of connection between this husband that will unfailingly stand 
stand by his wife's side. Despite her obvious and severe mental illness that leads to the abandonment of her children and ultimately the death of both of them, I think there's a lot of connection there from Daniel to Mora and the fact that Henry is saying to Elliot, your father doesn't actually care nearly as much about you as he does your mother. He will choose her over you every time, again and again. Uh, this notion that Daniel is like even saying to Mora, this is the first simulation we created. Presumably many others that might not be the same sim. So I keep coming back to this beat where when Ike climbs up into the ship in the beginning of this episode, Mora and, and here are overwhelmed. There's this clear overwhelming chemistry between Emily Beecham and Andreas Peachman that I don't know how much I should be reading into the text of the show, but I feel like her interactions with Daniel are very kind of cold and clinical and even in the midst of like their passion and the flashbacks and the memories like i don't know how authentic i think any of this is so in a world where mora has the matching tattoo with elliot the name kieran means little dark one little dark haired boy and all of this kind of misdirection happening i really am left questioning is kieran elliot is kieran daniel like where are we at here because because i don't know what to believe anymore Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Okay, I think this is super fascinating and super tricky because I do agree with what you said, Rich, that like Mora's interactions with Ike seem to be more real, at least for her on her side of it. And I think that we, we should take that to mean something, right? Or, it, or we should just take it into account. I think that's fair. But I think 
where here's where I stand with the Daniel of it all. I actually think that there's a possibility that Daniel isn't real, like that Daniel is some kind of program that she created that she fell in love with or create like when he said uh, Daniel and Mora are talking in that little bunker that was their first simulation, seemingly the bedroom of maybe Elliot or something like that. Mm-hmm. He says every object is just like an uh, an interpolation of code, or I forgot the word he used. Like in a, you know, it just stands for code. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, why should why should that not apply to him? Like as mm-hmm. a as a being, like perhaps he's. And I think that's fascinating that she would create. Like we know that she wants to dive deep into like the human mind and what it means. And I think it would make sense that she would create maybe by accident a a being like AI, right? Some entity that could help her understand the human mind as far as simulations even further. And then they would maybe then create like a secondary being, a child somehow, Elliot, like he's very robotic ish. He's very like, not quite a real person, whether that's because he's Kieran and he's hiding or because he's like, not a human person, I think is super fascinating, but I think that's that's kind of where I stand. And I still, I choose to believe in Daniel the most, even to the point of getting hurt. Like he may turn out to be evil, but I just, I, I can't not point to him right now and be like, okay, this is the only person, especially when he says it's so much bigger than you think. Like that mm-hmm. line specifically felt so real to me and so telling and a line that we'll return to if we get future seasons that I, that's, that's what my hope is anyway. I love yeah. this take for you, Ariel. By the way, yeah. yeah, I'm mostly I'm 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 uh, I'm an Elliot defender. I don't want Elliot to be evil. I don't want Elliot to be Kieran. So um, that's my that's that's that's. Who I don't know how, them. but I guess I'm just here to ship Ike and Mora. I don't know how I got here. I bet I'm gonna own that spot on this panel. Well, yeah, they're. It's I real. mean, I think it's real because, and it's not yeah. just because we. Yes, all three of us love the actor Andres Bleachman from Dark, but I think. You're absolutely picking up on something like even when she sees Ike here again after, you know, they took a break for a little bit because he was stuck on the ship. It's like, oh, wait, my emotions for you have not started. So how does that how do I compartmentalize that? Like in a, you know, in like a sitcom, it'd be like, oh, we have this love triangle now. Right. But it's it feels real. So I think what you're picking up on, Rich, isn't false. It's just how is that all going to bear out, you know, in the future? I I also think that if. I, I do think there is something to the fact that Mora, we know for sure that she tries so hard to save Elliot to the point that we potentially, it doesn't work. And um, we think that we don't see Daniel at the end. So Daniel might not be, 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 you know, that's giving us pause as to Daniel being who he is. The fact that we know that Ike's wife causes uh his his children to to die and he has Ooh. daughters the only thing yeah so like i do i do think there's a world where daniel is um daniel is not really real or daniel is somebody i i think that the, the either it being the boy never but but this idea that they both essentially have lost children and the fact that ike's story is about his wife causing the downfall of like causing the death of his children, I think does track onto Moira, you know, what Daniel's saying, like, you have to let him go, please stop. Like, you, you know, and the fact that there could be in trying to experiment and save him, she actually kills him, uh, her son, that you can see how sort of these two storylines, I think could actually intervene in the world where it's actually Ike and Moira who are, 
um, together and that these are two, you know, in a simulation world, this is how these stories have been reimagined, right? Because we know, we have to know now that because this thing I was saying before about Jerome's story and, and Ling Yi's story, that there, there has to be kernels of truth, I think, in those stories, but that the actual events of what happened aren't real. And so now that makes me rethink Ike's wife burning her children in a fire. Yeah, there could be a lot more to that that like involves more, I think. Yep, there's just such emotional resonance. You know, we see Ike like deactivated as the ship is coming apart and Sebastian's going to kind of come up on them and be like, I need the key, I need the key. And Mora like really comes apart there. Like that was really where it resonated powerfully to me how deeply connected she was to him, right? I mean, we opened the series on Mora like, this is my name. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. And and here we have at the final like bookend chapter of, of episode eight, her saying to ike as all the other passengers abandon them right everybody more like lays her truth out to them my father owns the ship uh i like think that he made me forget i've been on this ship before it's a simulation it's a dream and one by one they all like kind of vanish except ike who she's left with and she's like i'm not crazy you believe me right and he sticks with her uh and they will then like you know dig out the rest of this but it, it's such a riveting relationship to me i'm just very hung up on it if you wanted to go back to names as well, Larson means son of Lars. Lars means teacher. Um, so I don't know what's what's there other than that that mm -hmm. she's learning from from him. He's like part of the like the main reason why she they're like back in the simulation. I I think the thing, the only thing of like Daniel being Kieran, the piece of that that doesn't necessarily. So I mean I can still see it, but part of this is like Daniel's like trying to get uh, more out of the simulation so that he can. He's, you know, it's bigger than you can even imagine. She wakes up on the spaceship. Presumably season two is a, is a little bit about going to track down Kieran and, and stop him. Um, and maybe not fully, but but at least attempting to. So why would Daniel do, essentially do that? Other than, I mean, there's there are reasons, Rich, you're saying it, that could be another simulation. What, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There are reasons why that could be true. Um, why Why he would unlock it for for her um the one thing i don't i i think i i need a little bit of clarification is um so the the pyramids and then the keys and and again and i'm also still on ike is the key because i think now it's ever since you pointed out that ike is a, an anagram of key i can't get my head if we're talking about it's names really hard stuff, to get it's away really hard that. to get away from that okay she henry wants the pyramid the original pyramid and he needs the key from her necklace. He's going to put it in. He's going, this will end the simulation for all of us. He does it. Daniel has changed the code and it doesn't work. And the simulation restarts. But also at the same time, Daniel has changed the code enough so that the two of them wake up remembering things from the past. They, they don't forget mm -hmm. the past simulation. Then at the same time, he also has managed to change it so that the old pyramid is now the toy pyramid and the key is her ring. And when she puts it in, she wakes up. But it doesn't seem like everybody else wakes up. So Henry's no. thing last time was like, if I put the key in, this will be it, and we'll wait, and we'll be, I'll be I'll be stopped being stuck in the simulation. Although he is not seemingly in one of the pods at the mm -hmm. on the spaceship. Right. Um, it doesn't work. Then when Mora puts the key in, it seemingly like only wakes her up. Which are we just to presume that Daniel has changed the code so that she's the only one? Okay, so the the this thing, the, the 
the key can stop just the simulation for Moira instead of what Henry wants, which is it will stop it for everybody. Or is it the person who puts the key in? Is Was Henry's idea like, I'll put the key in, I'll wake up, I'll stop the simulation for everybody. Is that the idea? Um, th this is one piece that I'm like, I've watched it twice and I'm still like, I don't I quite understand what's happening. I think what you just said is right. I think there's a world. Well, a, a couple of things. One, we have seen one pod. I don't even know what to call it. Like the spaceship ostensibly has many more people in it because we see the same kind That's of structure humongous. that Mora is mm -hmm. in, but like multiplied by many dozens ostensibly. I can, you know, I don't, I don't have the full. Well, we count, get the number of the passengers. We get the number of the passengers through, which seems to be around like 15, 23 yeah, passengers, like 550, 550 crew. crew members. Oh, that is also like, I'm full like oh Clemens put herself like someone is someone is um on the crew because there's why do they say how many crew members there are? Mm -hmm. yeah I but, just was adding and we get to 1973 and we're very hung up in the 70s and I don't know I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh the so I think it was last episode if I'm remembering correctly when Daniel first mentioned it's going to be different this time. Like when he first does that yes. thing with the code. Yes. So I think it was last episode that he changed the, the fundamental part of, okay, whenever this ends, however, whatever form that takes, we're going to be able to wake up again. So I think what he did in this episode was specifically just change what the key did. Everything else you said, Grace, about like what the key does and, and who's going to... It wakes up the person who puts the key in. I think, I think based on what we know about Henry, I am absolutely doubting his words and him knowing that when he put the key in, he himself was going to wake up because he see, he is presented as the kind of person who would do that, who would like not really care about Sebastian, not really care about anyone else. Yes, I guess it's absolutely possible that Daniel could have also made that change, but it seems to me more likely that all Daniel did was change the key itself and the pyramid itself, which right. he would know how to do if he were like a made up AI being that kind of was born of or around the simulation. You just like plug in the thing into himself. Yeah. Well, you know, he, it's all, it's all fake, right? He, this thing that, that he created with Mora, even the little slide puzzle, that's all yeah. made up. So he ostensibly, yeah. I mean, it looks how they want I it to look. That's what's fascinating and frustrating about it. And Rich, I think I think to your point, I think that there is something you said this last time of why you thought Sebastian, who I did notice, I seem he seemingly does have a British accent now. I definitely thought he was German, but maybe I'm just like mishearing it. And I think he wonder, speaks but... very. He does speak a bunch of German along the way, right? Mm -hmm. But he has this like slightly British accent. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So the reason you were clocking Sebastian is because your theory was if we're gonna set up Kieran as a big bad. We should have seen Kieran by now. And my only counter argument was like, yeah, I think you could do big casting between seasons one and two. Uh, if you get renewed and you're like, here it is. I, I think also if it's a one season show, if it does not get renewed, I do think there actually is some effectiveness to Kieran essentially like is Kieran AI, right? Like, is he, Just like we never see him, machine. right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. kind of love, I kind of love that. Um, but I think to your point, like, I think there's a good, I think those are the two things you either have to do kind of like big casting or, He's somebody we've seen. And so as you're like, you know, it still definitely could be Sebastian. I, I think that by not having that revealed at the end of season, that does feel like if it is Sebastian, that's an end of season one uh, reveal, I guess, other than what I just said is that you want it to be ghost in the machine. Um, but it, you know, it could be somebody. And so the other people we're putting on the board are like the boy, Elliot and, and, and Daniel, are like people that we suspect could be, could be Kieran. Is there anybody there's, it doesn't really feel like there's anybody else, right. Who you've like seen. 
I'm pretty sold on the boy, right? I put Daniel out there as like a possibility because I just don't trust Daniel. I think that there's like a level of deception happening with like the truths that he's offering and like the most authentic stuff he's saying is Chamora, but it's all like colored. Uh, he's been like compartmentalizing the information as he doles it out to her all season. Right. Um, and so I'm very hung up on the boy. And I think this notion of like Daniel as an AI, as a program, I think you're spot on with that. Uh, it's, I don't think there's anyone else that I would be looking to. Sebastian seemed like overt to me because he's, he's always so, there. right? Yeah, yeah. He's been so present for the entire show. And we're so like almost making a concerted effort to not pay attention to him too much. We rarely say his name. Nobody ever addresses him by his name. He has no meaning. That's because for the first time of the season, people did didn't know whether he was Franz or not. I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> very fair. That's very. I don't want to say the wrong German name. You know, the beard. No. The beard is very nice. I will say he does it's have a, a great beard. beard. Great beard work here. Yeah. Um, seeing Anker without the beard was like a real revelation. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's Tom Maryland from the Wheel of Time. I, oh. I like love this show. And I never in a bajillion years would yeah, realize I that. I know Taylor Ball pointing out uh, that's our friend Tom Maryland. Can I say I found one more triangle that I think is very important. I can't believe we overlooked it all season. There's one very important triangle. As we're talking about beards, does anybody Ramiro, know? Right? Yeah, Ramiro has a triangle. He is a little good. I feel like oh. <laughs> he's got two. Maybe the mustache is like a triangle. A triangle. The, the beard uh, is a triangle. Yeah, he's got the real triangle beard. You got it. Yeah. Uh, I was he's thinking the they all are stuck in st stasis. To me. Like, nope. They they're not like depending on how long they've been in there, which you would presume has been a long time because they're traveling through space and they don't seem anywhere close to a planet. But like, none of their facial hair has none of the men's facial hair is like grown. No, notably, uh, half of them are shaved. Yeah, they have yeah. like beards in these simulations, but not in space. What's going on here? There's I, a shaving yeah. robot that comes around and a shaves shaving them. robot. Yeah, every guys, every like couple of months. Yeah, remember it might have been the state. I think with the bearded man of Space Station Eleven was like a comedy sketch, and they were like, "But you should know that in space, it's impossible for you to grow beards." And they're <laughs> like, "Well, actually, inside this space station, we've replicated the uh, atmospheric environment of Earth, so that's why we're the bearded men of Space Station Eleven. Uh, it's a really like classic skit from my high school period that like yeah, it's in my hilarious. head, rent free. Yeah. Um. What do we think of the endings for um, sort of the rest of the crew? They sort of like try to run away and they all end up on the, on the bow of the ship again. That's, and then we, and then we see that it's very, this is a very much a, you know, similar to episode one. This is a very Moira, even to the point of like, Ike, I, I feel like the one thing about Ike is that he, I mean, he was so important in episode one and two. Um, <clears throat> and a thing I keep going back to again like hung up on on ike being very important but he's the captain he's the captain is the oh. thing that i keep like going back to um but yeah the rest of the cr crew these uh like jerome clements ramiro tove lingy virginia don't really get a t uh the the thing is spreading on virginia um the the, the you virus, hate to see it seemingly got you hate to see it you hate to see it yeah, she atomized like a fungi there. Uh, yeah, she hit like the Lucian and Jerome memory and started to like uh, de decompose, like uh, become part of the ether. She's breaking down with the spreading of the code. The one that really sticks with me is Lingy, right? As Lingy and Ramiro end up in Ramiro and Angel's memory, and Ramiro starts like freaking out, and she charges through like a barrier in the simulation and ends up in like Olic Coldlands. I guess that's Poland, presumably, right? And finds Olic in inside the vat of oil i think yeah, that that's like a rendering vat right more 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 like oil oil like 
oil. Yeah. yeah, I did already send this to you. It's the only thing I, I didn't send a star as emoji. I just sent more like oil ek as I was mid watching, and then I had to be like, okay, but also don't spoil the rest of the episode because I haven't watched it. <laughs> as soon as that, that, as soon as he like appears with just like oil, all yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I know. I so I was yeah, like, to the, oh, Oleg, I, I, I didn't see you there. <laughs> to, 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 to your point, yeah. So we do end up with like uh, Oleg coming, Oleg coming up uh, through the thing, um, and and Ramir like Angel. Uh, they they kind of like their all of their stories uh, intertwine. There's like a glitch, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ramiro's like pulling up Ling Yi's uh, box, like the box from the water, and Angel he hears Angel inside of it, right? There it seems like their stories actually. So I actually wonder if the oil stuff is actually like what Ramiro and Angel because it's not big. I anyway, I have to go back and watch it for a third time. But their stories sort of intertwine, which I did really like that they're mm-hmm. all connected I, I thought that that was really uh a fun i still think we're a little bit i feel like if i'm giving a critique to the show i think like especially as a one season show olek is a very like what the heck is going on with him uh is something i i very desperately want answers uh uh to and we don't really get more from angel and ramiro and i feel like despite like ramiro being one of the people left i feel like i would have uh it felt like eight maybe like i kind of wish they did 10 i feel like 10 would have 10 episodes would have would have given us a little bit of the stuff that i'm I'm missing a little bit from like i think that the main cast is so good and the story is really good but there's so much interesting stuff uh with the rest of the crew that i feel like eight episodes sort of like it felt like they wanted to do the last thing of like here's everybody's episodes and then kind of ran out of time to do it if i'm if i'm critiquing the show in one way Mm -hmm. yeah no we do see i I think i feel to that very last point you made i definitely feel felt that as it kind of transitioned past the halfway point yeah. of like okay are we so are we gonna get each character because we're gonna start to like get pretty tight like unless they find a way to to match the the characters to like the overall mythology it's gonna get really dicey and i kind of i gotta be honest i kind of liked that we went away from that because in the beginning it started to get a little a little uh I don't know. Formulaic, like yeah, a little formulaic in a way that I wasn't loving, and a little. Um, I was just hoping for for more, uh, not just answers, which I think we got enough of eventually, but just more compelling story. I think looking back on the season as a whole, I actually find that the first few episodes are the ones that I was least emotionally engaged with you know now that i can look back on it compared to these later ones and also kind of least i want i'm interested to go back and see how the simulation works and all that but kind of just emotional gut check need and i'm like the first three i don't really need to go back and watch kind of apparently when they um all sip their tea at the same time lingy has a complete glitch like her her yeah. it, like apparently if you look back it doesn't uh there's like you can see a glitch in the thing there's, there's stuff there from the beginning i don't mm. know it, it's um it's like an annoyance i have when a when a movie or a tv show decides to use a narrator but only for like the first you know half of the movie and oh, then they and forget that, that the narrator exists yeah, yeah and they never come back at the end of the movie and you're like wasn't this supposed to be narrated by somebody you know it, it's a little bit for me of that and i i can see where they didn't um want to be boxed in 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 a way but that's it's just a it's a certainly a guy that like if you're not gonna continue to do it and maybe they couldn't re-edit what they had and they decided to like pivot away from that but i just feel i feel like there's an inconsistency of who we got the stories from um and it's just the fact that like um 
you know, uh, and I guess like I, I do like, like I am intrigued by the end of the season that there are still question marks about Ramiro and Angel story and Oleg story. And I want more of that. And that's a good thing from a TV show. Like that's not a bad, uh, that's not a bad thing, right? That like, I, I, I'm like desperate to know what their that stories are. This burning curiosity. Yeah, yeah. That's totally fine for a show uh, uh, to do. I just, I don't, I think if I'm like critiquing it structurally, I don't like the inconsistency of, uh, and then they do it at the end. They do it like the boy kind of is the one who, who has the wake up moment at the end of this. Um, yes. I think that it's interesting as we like shifted into Daniel and the boy getting wake up moments in these last couple, like I felt like, especially after we saw Daniel climbing through everybody's memory scapes that we would get a little more clarity on the events, the stories that are supposed to like occur in this environment. Right. But I think that if I could make a small knock against the show, I think it's a little style over substance fundamentally that like the actual stories from the memories are much less important than um, the, the universal fact, which we get to here by the end. And we have Henry articulating to Elliot, all these people got on the ship because they're trying to flee their traumatized pasts. They're trying to like, right. you know, exercise something that happened in the past and whatever it is whatever manifestation it plays out in ultimately we're like exploring their trauma to a degree and i know a thing that we've talked about a lot is this notion of like what is the simulation for is this a kind of therapy are they trying to heal these people I'm like i don't think it's that anymore you know i really don't and i think that fundamentally the what i got out of the end here was just a really cool stylized way to show this like air quotes breakdown in the system right as the memories are all bleeding over into each other and you have like you know virginia and tove in in lucian and jerome's memory like hearing other people's voices right uh like angel being in in like the at the bottom of the well but ultimately like mame is in the box uh you know all of it the the way that these things were like overlapping i thought was a really great just just way to depict this whole simulation breaking down short of like what we eventually get to which i thought is like really interesting that like it's angel singing that is going to lure them once they all kind of regroup back on the ship after stumbling through each other's memories we hear angel singing and ramiro takes off running and drums like the engine room is that way let's go with them and it's literally uh the voice of an angel that like leads them to the gates yeah. of hell fundamentally right as they end up in like the bowels of the ship watching it all breakdown but that while it was cool and i like that like stylized element of it of like oh yeah the dramatic irony here the guy named angel like singing as as he draws them all with this clarion mm -hmm. call um i do think that like it was a little rote like we've seen that kind of thing before of like the computer breaking down the environment breaking down we've seen it in the show right down to where like finally the system shuts down and and the whole like kerberos like you know, breaks down and evaporates and we see like the grid lines and the kind of computer generated graphics of the whole thing laid out in like AutoCAD, right? That feels thin. And so I think mm -hmm. that it was at least like a dramatic way to show us something that we've already seen a million times. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, yeah, that's sort of, that's the end. Uh, they, the ship explodes, the gates of hell, the Cerberus, they're on the Cerberus. Right. Yeah. 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 They're on the Kerberos. Yes. Yeah, and I think it's help. interesting to that point that we end up on the Prometheus specifically and the Prometheus, like the ship that the, the spaceship to make this distinction, the spaceship that they're on is called Prometheus. Mm -hmm. And the first ship that they found uh, when they were on the, the 
Kerberos ship was the Prometheus. So I think there's something to like, and even this episode when when Henry says to either this episode or last episode, Henry s- says over the loudspeaker to Daniel, like, "Oh, that was really clever using using the Prometheus as a way to get regain around access. the thing, yeah, to regain yeah. access." Is exactly what he says. So I think there's something about like the Prometheus being the primary or first ship or whatever. Um, yeah, one thing I I think I like as well is if this spaceship, it does say it's a survival mission. Um, and so we're in 2099 and I think, uh, this is, uh, uh, again, I, I will note, I did do some research on black science. This is one of the things that, um, uh, is, is flagged as a potential, um, uh, plagiarism note is that the, in black science are on a ship that's literally need, they, they need to do it to save, um, humanity. Um, this feels a little, I don't know. I didn't watch passenger, but this feels passenger. Uh, uh, this is the Chris Pratt, uh, a Jennifer Lawrence movie where they are on a ship and he wakes her up uh, to mm-hmm. have somebody to hang out with uh, on the, on the ship. I think there's been a lot of, of this of like uh, we're, you know, earth is doomed. Let's go. This is actually raised by wolves actually uh, mm-hmm. is the premise behind that show as well. That uh, you need to send a group of people on a spaceship to, uh, cause humanity is doomed or earth is doomed. What I do think is interesting is what, you know, is this the first, you know, and we know that there's a lot more people, but let's take the people that we met with. What type of people chose to go onto this the ship? And I think that the idea, part of what I loved about the show at the beginning was 1899 setting a bunch of European immigrants who are all going to, why, why do people get on a ship and go to America? Um, uh, it was this idea of like a new beginning, right? Uh, that, that, um, and then specifically then they, we, we dove into these people and you have the, 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 uh, the, the, um, the Danes are all there because they want to like start a new religion and they're running away uh, from maybe religious prosecution. You have Angel Ramiro who are like moving because of perhaps uh, uh, homosexual like persecution, right? Like all these people are leaving something, uh, to go find a new beginning. That's what America uh, stood for. And I like the idea that like even so the simulation potentially is just it, it, I like the the how, the layering of like, oh, but maybe they actually did choose to go on a ship to to head to a new to, for a mm-hmm. new beginning. And that, the, again, these kernels of truth that it's not about the fact that uh, they're actually Jerome was actually in the French Foreign Legion. Um, but what is the thing in like 2099 that he's like, yeah, I'm going to get the hell off of hell off of Earth and I'm going to go to a new planet. I'm willing to sign up for this mission. And then these are the people who end up in the simulation. I think that I really like that as the reveal of as it's revealed that we're not in 89. It's not a period piece. It's actually a futuristic sci-fi show, but the themes uh, can still be the same. This idea that we're getting on a ship to go to a new land for a new beginning can still apply to potentially the reason why all these people either signed up or were chosen or picked to go on this Prometheus spaceship. I really, I really, really like that piece. I, I love that whole beat. I mean, the whole thing of Prometheus is like uh, this progenitor of man, the Titan that stole fire and gave technology mm-hmm. to people, but like ultimately is condemned to a cycle of eternal torment that repeats right. over and over and over again. And I know right. my partner pretty early on, uh, she was like, oh, I nailed it. And she had gotten to binge the the series and we've been like right. dancing around it for a couple of weeks, but it was like, as soon as they said Prometheus, I was thinking of the Alien sequel, the like David right. Lindelof film there and like, right. boom, oh, they're in space. But I, I'm like, keep coming back to, I love that 
grace, this notion that ultimately they all got on this ship with some grand mission. I think it ties back to some of what Henry says to Elliot in episode seven, where he's like, look, they keep failing to these emotional choices. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah, never yeah. made it to their destination, right? That the simulation was potentially set up as like, not to heal them of their trauma, but as like a practice drive. They're powering the like, ship. They're the coal on the ship. And they oh, keep that's messing like interesting. it up. God. See, I'm imagining it more so that like, no, you are the crew. You guys are the crew of the ship and you need to right. get past all of your emotional baggage that you're right. bringing with you from home or you're never going to like make it to the destination. And that ultimately we're like running through to see if we can like break them of this trauma loop. But right. that at some point, somebody like grabbed the reins, Kieran, Mora, whoever, and is like subverting the mission. Uh, it's all very fascinating though. And the layering is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just had a thought. Yes. You're talking, uh, Rich, you're talking about like the crew and what they're meant to do and what they're supposed to get past. And to the worry of the space thing not being real, but like season two finale ostensibly needing to also kind of similarly in a way set up the third season that feels like it's, you know, breaking, blowing up the thing that's already established. I think maybe at the end of season two, they get to wherever it is that they're going. And then that way that can be, because I, again, I don't, I can't I have to be like, I have to have a line to reality. So I think that's the cheat that I just thought of privately to myself uh, <laughs> of, of the world, like creating a new world in a way that doesn't feel like a cheat of like, Oh, we just got to, to the place where we were, where we were heading. Uh, survival i don't know yeah um anything else from the episode we miss anything else um a couple yeah. little things right the whole like opening scene of like mora with the beetle and the boy and alfred mm -hmm. and putting it in and i'm gonna keep you forever and and again like elliot kind of like saying they're like no i'm gonna stay with you and daddy forever oh. Well, right. there's two, and and also, uh, uh, Daniel says she says, "Will you be with me?" And he says, "I'll always be there." Right, right. Yeah. And so this is like just more of the like I'm going back to that scene after having watched the episode and saying to myself, like, "But he's not name checking anybody, and that could easily be the manifestation of her little brother saying, like, no, no, I'm going to stay with you, my sister, and Henry, our daddy, forever." That's like more of the like me convincing myself that Elliot is Karen, uh, beat, and then the like I yes, see exactly. that as. I see that as um this the the start of the show says the brain is bigger than the uh larger than the sky deeper than the ocean of like uh yeah I can be with you forever in in your brain I can't I don't actually I'm not actually alive but I can be with you forever yes. which is oh, I think yeah. exactly what Daniel's saying too I mean I think that's yeah. what Daniel's saying yeah the Elliot beat is like different to me right where it's like it's like a, love it's, it's, it's he's like I'll be with you forever don't yeah. worry mm -hmm. I'll be with you forever I'll be in your heart yeah yep yeah, yeah. and I think to that point there's it's potentially you know, if if Daniel is this like AI being that she helped to create or created, then it's not just that he could still be around, right? He's like, I'm always with you. Like he could actually be talking to her on one of these like iPad things, the yeah. way that Kieran talks to her on the screen at the very end, seemingly, if that's if that's Kieran, which I believe it is. Yes, she, we could have one. She where, could have like a Daniel bot or like a Daniel hologram or even just like a, a, a text conversation. Like, here. well, the boy, he could he could send a message to his dad Dan, and he'll write dad question mark. 
<laughs> on a computer screen on a computer uh, screen. it was so good with the like computer screen and the wall i liked it i was waiting for the uh, dad you know yeah. i like that it's a sister it's a whole nother like hello sister it's a great other dynamic again like those numbers right 1423 passengers 550 crew that's 1973 which seems weird uh october 29th 2099 is like the year of this mission and the whole mission is named like prometheus right it's beyond the ship but like the idea of the simulation the entire mission being named prometheus feels very interesting right so also, also there's more people on that i i'm uh, just clocking they do tell us how many people were on the prometheus at the beginning yes. of the show yes so i think it's less or more i can't remember which one it is but i just want to clock that there's something there about the discrepancy in numbers about how many people were on the prometheus versus how many people if it's more people and there's less people now that means people die. I, I think i like that read and i have to go back and check but the fact that like the one thing i think i'll need from the show moving forward is uh stakes in terms of like whether you, yes. now, you can, now you can die and that's the only thing again about like a, a simulation again where it's like crester jumping off the side of the ship like cool crester was crester was, i didn't see ada unfortunately Nope. I hope Ada. I hope Ada is around somewhere. But yeah. uh, there was a weird thing where, so just in terms of like all the the like we, I was just talking about the flashes that Mora was having when she was with Daniel last episode, and mm -hmm. I saw space and I saw the top of a room that is definitely this room where like all these people were in the chambers. That's kind of where we open up with like the big tubes coming off the top. It seemed like there was an empty bay. I couldn't like I watched the scene a couple of times, but it seemed you, like babe. one of these pods. I love you too, Bay. Uh, like there was like. <laughs> <laughs> an empty pod there and i did note like moira looks sick as hell like she does not look good when she comes out of that machine oh i thought you right? made her haircut she looks pretty cool so, oh i she, love her annette benning little little yeah. mini -cut. i yeah. like the updo yeah. too i was like way into it it looked pretty sharp she did look like a badass but she, looks, so she, looks she looks very and pale and like yeah. like horrible like you don't got a lot veins, of time right yeah it doesn't seem good it seems like a not good situation for moira when she gets out of there I think she's probably been pretty stressed <laughs> between the stress the lack of sleep in the sim yeah. within the simulation and the lack of sun direct sunlight i think yeah you're gonna your skin's gonna turn pretty translucent after it a while makes sense. Yeah. it does make sense mm -hmm. the last thing is that we didn't like dive into the whole plato allegory really deeply right but everything that like henry's oh, yeah. talking about with ellie it seems like pretty heavy where he's like look uh your your mother mora found this when she was a little girl right and this notion that like if plato argues that it, if what plato argues is true then how do we know if anything is real how do we know that the actual reality is now Side the life we're living and, and henry responds with this notion about god and we've been talking about the creator and the idea that mora now is the creator is kind of interesting because of what we get to with henry where ultimately this little child mora pushes back well like if that's true and god created all of this then isn't god's world the one that's real and we're just his little doll's house and and the notion of this woman uh, i'm going to tie back to the book the awakening of the mind by kate chopin this is a real book the Awakening yes. by Kate Chopin was written in 1899. It's about a woman kind of like uh, uh, divesting herself of the needs of like marriage and the formal expectations of the time to pursue a career. And so again, just like hammering in on this notion of like more like, no, I will be the creator of my own reality. Only then can I have a certainty and like Mora as not having any sense of being grounded in reality um, feels like so, so, so important to how we're interpreting this and henry continues saying to her right down to the end here 
you are not asking the right questions. And that feels a lot like Bo and Yanta saying to us, you are not asking, asking the right, right questions, question. <laughs> right? And so, like, I'm sure I'm barking up a lot of the wrong trees, but I think, like, we've hit a lot of gold That's here. That's the I'm fun. Sure. Right? That's it is the, the fun. fun. Yeah, of the show. The fun. Yeah. They all, all the trees smell the same. So who are we to know which ones to bark at? Right. We're not That's sure. True. Do we think that uh, this is potentially the wake up that more like that we keep hearing throughout the the season is like Mora maybe trying to wake them up here now that she has woken up on the on the spaceship? Yeah, I wondered that as well because I, I yeah that. we kind of have talked about there being this scene where she's like trying to get people to wake that she's going to try to just like start waking them up and it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other so thing it is I a time travel wondered show. about <laughs> the other thing I wondered about was and and this one matters a little less than the previous thing I just I just mentioned but like did something go wrong with the like did they do they always run into another ship like the Prometheus or did something go wrong and that one didn't go into the archive the same way and that kind of led to the changing like maybe it was something with daniel yeah, that, i don't i don't oh, know that yeah, it, yeah that's really that interesting it matters but no i think that's a good question because the idea is like the like henry says it was a good idea to try to use the prometheus and we know that daniel can teleport the ship and so the fact that he might have teleported the ship that's why there's nobody on it him uh, he locks he locks so he the boy in the thing yeah. he tele mm. he, te- he teleports it to send a distress signal from the ship sending the ship to move and and cause this version and he's like we've never gotten this far before because we've done something we've never done before i think that's a really good point that it's that it's literally just i think the the death of people is what normally causes a potential mutiny and and all of the stuff that they i guess one of the things is like they clearly have enough coal to just get across the america so there has to be something that like causes them to run out of uh, a coal, which might just be like stopping the, sh- I, yeah, I don't, yeah. But I don't the know. coal is just an interpretation, and this is what I find. Fa- I love this theory, by the way, Ariel, because like I think that I think you're on to something that I wasn't thinking about in terms of using the Prometheus to regain access, and you're nailing it, Grace. Dan, you can like teleport the ship right back into the active sim, right? But I don't think he needs to lock the boy in in the cupboard. The cupboard is a teleportation chamber that we've seen Sebastian use yeah. completely independently of anyone else. So if the boy is in fact a depiction of code which is not accurate and his physical representation within the simulation does not depict who he actually is he could easily send himself into prometheus right after daniel and be like misleading both of them to a degree um i just think something in this trifecta of the family clearly like i keep hammering on it has got me hooked that like we're not asking the right questions about these dynamics right um yeah but but i love all of that that the prometheus like wasn't because that struck me that like the mission's name the prometheus the the spaceship is named the prometheus why is the prometheus like floating around in the active simulation of the kerberos right like what's going on there and i think you nailed it ariel what um what what when when whenever moira is with henry what does what does she what does she she's saying like what are you doing with the what what are you Right. That's like, what are you doing? What with the kind of what father would ever do this? My brother found out the truth and like told me he found out what you mm-hmm. were doing to mm-hmm. which like Henry is going to respond. Your brother is the least of your concerns. He's the only yeah. one you don't need to be worried about. Right. Yeah. Um, but she's like hammering him on. What are you doing? What are you doing with the ships? Yeah. He's saying you're not asking the right questions. Yeah. I, I love the the idea that like they're teasing the Kieran reveal a little bit here towards the end. And that he's like Kieran is 
potentially possibly like quote unquote a big bad or you know a malevolent figure and that henry here would be like listen you need we we can't even start to talk about kieran until you get yourself out of this thing that's that right you have yourself into um so i think that that line is really interesting because you can interpret it a lot of different ways that you you know he's the least of your worries because is it because you can't worry about him yet and you're gonna have to later or he's actually not evil you know there's there's different ways of taking it more like pushing hard too, where she drops like an actual f bomb, like stop your effing mind. Yeah, games. she does. Just yeah. your mind games. Netflix is like, whoa, whoa. Take it whoa, easy whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, he's like chilled, uh, and, and that's where he gets in this whole thing of like a seeker and an avoider. You're born a seeker and an avoider. To be an avoider is to find pure bliss. To be a seeker, on the other hand, brings you nothing but pain. And this idea that all these people willfully plug themselves into a simulation uh, to like hang on to something feels like an avoider, you know, uh, as a, an avid uh, role player and tabletop role-playing game enthusiast i know all about avoiding you know um yeah i don't know all the like henry morris stuff henry elliott stuff feels like the meat and potatoes of this episode to me i really like loved it those are the scenes that when i re-watched it i was paying like laser focused attention right yeah it's the big big piece of the mission it feels like everybody else while there is story there it's servicing the larger story so i'm excited I, again I, I think if i have one uh, and it's not that this the main stuff doesn't work um, well. It's that I think the other stuff works so well with what we got that I want more of it. Yeah, um, more, so more, more of, of, of it. it. More mm -hmm. of it. Um, all right, we have a full feedback show, so I think we'll we'll leave it there. If you have uh, a feedback, please uh, send it our way um, at DM Philly at that other Ariel at High from Grace. You could also become uh, a patron patreon.com slash post your recaps and chat with us in the discord or if you're already a patron please send us uh, your feedback um grace at post show recaps um can get your feedback to us as well so next week a week from now we'll be back with our full feedback show as well as uh, another small dark preview pod as we uh we get off of the spaceship and we head to uh winden germany um for to to go through all of dark and again Full spoilers for Dark. Not next, not next week's pod, but uh, when we recap episode one, we'll be uh, spoiling the full show. Um, so yeah, uh, until we return in a week's time, Rich, what else do you have going on? I have so much stuff. I am so excited to go to Vinden with you guys. I've got Vinden. my raincoat. I am Vinden. ready. Uh, you guys have two weeks. That's plenty of time. Uh, there's only 27 episodes of Dark. I'm going to do the full thing and uh, before we start. So uh, yeah. I'm very excited. I've been slowly rewatching it and it's a delight. Uh, what else do I have going on? I'm at DM Philly on Twitter. I'm at twitch.tv slash DM Philly where you could find me and Grace herself playing D and D in space. Right. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a very similar kind of vibe to 1899, except not at all. It's a Did, they, did they plagiarize the idea from, from yep. your yep, 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 explicitly? Yep. explicitly. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're like, uh, we're all about whimsy. There's a, and, uh, no, that's, I guess that's, that's humble. Well, that's not a dragon. Or is it? No. Getting all my shows that's mixed mandate. up. Yeah, that's our mandate. Yeah. Whimsy. Uh, Whimsy. 1899 was very whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go give me a follow over there. I always appreciate it. I've been talking about Yellowstone with Josh while the great uh, mm. Charlie Ridgely is having his first baby. He'll be back soon, but I think I'm going to stick around that neck of the woods. Taylor Ball and I are covering Willow, uh, the new series streaming on Disney+. Plus. It is a delightful fantasy adventure. It is very fun. It is very light. It is a very fluffy fantasy story, and I am having 
having a really good time with it. Uh, and the great Dr. Melissa Woodward and myself are talking about his dark materials. Uh, season three just premiered on HBO and she and I are breaking it down week by week. We're doing one podcast for each two episode block that drops and they're go we're going pretty deep into the subject matter, which is very fun. Uh, religion and metaphysics and spirituality and, and adorable animals. Oh my. So it's a good time. I'm keeping busy out there and that's basically me. Yeah. Ariel, what about you? I am also rewatching dark. I just yes. watched it like uh, the end of October, beginning of November. And now I am re rewatching it just to make sure I fully under anytime I have a question that I don't have an answer to, I write it down. So I'm hoping that by the time, the pot comes around we'll i'll have some of those answers um i am also on twitter at that other ariel uh also covering movies with you grace yeah every week. i'm kind of sad that dark isn't a no i actually am not sad that dark is a movie because then it wouldn't be as good as a series um but uh it's avatar week baby it's avatar, avatar weeks actually i see yeah. you i see you both <laughs> <laughs> I see you. I, I'm the last really pod that I did. I really hope the movie. Yeah, good. I was like, uh, it's pretty weird. I was like, uh, but no, uh, no, no word. I'm like, have that must be pretty bad, huh? And then literally, mm -hmm. like that night, it was like everybody yeah. had went to go see it. It's like, like a it's tsunami. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And it was, it was like, a tsunami of love uh, about the way of water. Snob nami. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was great timing. It was perfect. Just perfect. Um, but it was a it was it was a good question. So far, the reviews have been good. So I'm 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 cautiously optimistic as i like to say me too uh and then i think that's everything 1899 movies no covering white lotus the finale wow it aired wow We've yeah that it. was good eh? it was i can't crazy. believe we the murders and the and the, <laughs> so and much, the drama so much spaceship wait the white lotus is a spaceship nobody told me that i would watch that show. nobody could have called it but you could have if you watched this finale um with my co-host dr mana that's been super fun we got a bunch of uh feedback and uh wrap-up shows coming up so look out for those super fun um yeah that's everything i got going on uh covering the crown with shannon gus we uh i think as of yesterday just wrapped up uh, uh the season um i'm trying to get shannon to do I think something that would be right up her alley that she's never done before uh, maybe would also involve Mike Bloom. So uh, let's see if, let's see if we can get that in the works. I don't know if people, uh, yeah, we'll see if we can do some BS. Do it. Crown feed. Yeah. Do it, Shannon. Come on. Uh, and then uh, over on Rob is a podcast. I've roll call the board game uh, show. Um, we played Spyfall. There should be an episode of roll call confessionals where uh, confessionals and music and uh, it's edited in a very fun way. That should be coming out soon. So look out uh, over on the uh, YouTube channel for that. I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. We'll be back in a few days' time. Uh, I guess a week's time. Do our feedback, uh, H99 Show, in our dark preview pod. Until then, bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.